Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, and welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine. Today's article, written by Molly Glick, is from the July-August edition of the magazine. Uncorking Natural Wine. While companies suggest that natural wines are good for you, it's unclear whether wine itself can bring medical benefits. Now a staple at trendy restaurants, natural wine has been described as funky and unusual tasting. Some say it has similar flavors to cider. While it doesn't suit everyone's palate, natural wine has undeniably made its mark in the past decade. In fact, some sustainability and health-oriented consumers say they're willing to pay more for it than conventional varieties. What is natural wine? The answer is complicated. Technically, the drink lacks any legal definition, which gives companies free reign in what they deem as natural. The French government did recognize a certification system for natural wine in 2020, though it's unclear whether any companies will pursue it. Still, the industry tends to agree on several factors in the natural winemaking process. The grapes should ideally be grown without pesticides and herbicides, and later fermented without additives like sulfites or faux oak flavors. Advocates also call for the use of indigenous or wild yeast that originates on grapes and around the vineyard and is adapted to local environments unlike the ones bred in labs to achieve consistent and predictable fermentation. Some advocates say that natural winemaking harkens back to the old days. The natural movement's French founders started ditching pesticides and chemical additives in the 1960s in response to the high productivity model that was widely expanding. Yet, it only really took off in the U.S. after Isabelle Legeron kicked off the Raw Wine Fair in 2012. Within five years, the trend turned the sommelier world upside down. The beverage's fans, and foes, often point to the unusual and unpredictable flavors that differ from, say, a reliably fruity Riesling or peppery Cabernet Sauvignon. The unique tangs come from the wild yeast and bacteria that generate a variety of flavor molecules, says Andrew L. Waterhouse, a wine chemist at the University of California, Davis. These distinctive tastes also result from the lack of fining processes. Fining can involve using materials like gelatin or egg whites to remove certain proteins or microbes that would give it a brown, cloudy look and a bitter flavor. In some cases, Waterhouse says, small traces of these agents could remain in the final product. People with certain allergies or dietary restrictions may therefore unknowingly consume them, since U.S. companies don't need to add this information to labels. But this problem can be avoided with natural wine, since many producers forego fining and filtering processes as part of their minimal intervention philosophy. Such purists also oppose the application of insecticides and pesticides in the growing process. This omission reaps obvious environmental advantages. As for conventional wines, the fermentation process removes most of these substances. It's therefore unlikely that drinkers will be exposed to pesticides 
that exceed safe levels, although some can alter taste. Perhaps Natural Wine's most hyped-up feature? Plenty of brands advertise bottles free of sulfites, which are sulfur compounds that prevent the growth of certain bacteria and yeast that can turn wine into vinegar. These compounds pop up naturally as a result of fermentation, but additional amounts are often added. Even the ancient Romans applied sulfites to preserve their wines. They're also found in plenty of foods and drinks, along with certain medications. While it's commonly believed that sulfites are to blame for icky booze side effects like hangovers, they're likely not the culprit. Only about 1% of people are sensitive to sulfites, though it may increase to 5% among those with asthma. Still, companies are eager to bank on people's sulfite fears. Quote, they're portraying it as some deadly substance, which I think is not really the case, end quote, Waterhouse says. Quote, in general, people want their foods to have fewer additives, so I think it fits that sort of global trend, but I don't think sulfites are particularly toxic, end quote. Natural wine marketing also suggests it can boost drinkers' health, a claim now explored in epidemiological research on wine as a whole. In the past few decades, scientists have considered vino's prospects for preventing a host of conditions, including heart disease, depression, and cancer. Critics say that it's tricky to conclusively say whether a few glasses each week do the trick. After all, there are plenty of confounding factors, like lifestyle and genetics. It's also important to note that any type of alcohol can impair one's health, particularly when consumed excessively over long periods. But experiments have identified micronutrients called polyphenols, derived from grapes and the fermentation process, as a source of potential benefits, like lower levels of inflation markers in the blood and a reduced risk of Alzheimer's disease. Plants produce these molecules in the wild to manage environmental stressors like ultraviolet light and free radicals. That could explain why they offer antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties within the human body. Natural wine may offer more abundant polyphenols by cutting out the fining process, which is thought to remove them. And orange wines, which gain their distinctive hue when the skins of white grapes aren't removed for fermentation and are often considered natural, also contain even higher levels of polyphenols. That level is just shy of the amount found in reds, though, which are thought to offer more protective effects than most types of alcohol. Waterhouse thinks that polyphenols could even benefit the gut's microbiome. Interestingly, he says, research may also prove that combining wine and a nutritious meal may deliver the optimal health advantages. Maybe those fancy wine-pairing menus are the right idea after all. Thank you for listening today. My name is Brian Lemon. See you next time and stay curious.